You're listening to Established, a podcast at Chess Mountain Church. What is up, Established Podcast? Happy Monday. We don't usually record on Mondays. Today we are, so I felt like I should wish you a happy Monday as you listen to this on a Tuesday release. Isn't that exciting? And I'm here with my co-host, Brandy Bridge. Tell them what's up. <laughs> what's up? <laughs> I'm not even sure how to handle that. Brandy Bridge, man. It was so natural. It felt pretty good. It flowed. Really kind of flowed off the tongue. I don't know how to handle this anymore. I feel like Just you should abuse. be used to it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm doing good, though. That's great. Yeah, it's great. It's a great day. <laughs> Glad you're here. I'm very hot right now. It's very warm in this room. But it, it's fitting because our guest today would have it no other way. That's right. You want to tell the people who our guest is, Brandy? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, we have n- the one, the only, Reverend yes. Captain Woo. Jared Cagle. Man, honor. Beep, 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 beep. Both honor. of those titles are actually very true. It's an honor. He is a reverend. He is captain. <laughs> he is Jared Cagle. There, there needs to be such context, and I don't, I don't want you to go through it. So, it's well, okay. you are a reverend. You are ordained. <clears throat> true. So. That's mm. true. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for having me. This is the first time I've been on this particular podcast in years, wow. by the way. Yeah. Certainly pre-COVID. Well, during COVID, I think we did mm. some special episodes. Nope, didn't even no, do any. I don't think it was so. pre-COVID. So, grateful to be back. The world has changed. If I were an insecure lad, as they say, <laughs> uh, this would be a struggle. But, you know, I know that I'm loved. I know, that I'm loved. <laughs> yeah. I know who I am. I mean, we, I hate to break it to you. We found... I actually I don't, Come even on. Want to, I don't even want to boast her and like, or boost that, you know. But we did find a better co or host. Yeah. We, oh we gosh. Certainly no. In in me. In. No. <laughs> Kelsey and Brandy. Uh, uh. What a great It's your boy dude. Brandy. If you are Come new to the on. podcast, that is not my name. Brandy Bridge. Uh it's his so mid, you know funny. his middle name? No. So it rhymes with it. So that's even better. Brandy Lee Bridge. Brandy Lee. Brandy Lee. <laughs> if you will. This has opened up a world of new things to call you. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank you for doing that, Jerry. Kelsey Hope Jones, Brandon Lee Bridge Farmer. Amazing. What a mm-hmm. gift. That was an absolute nugget today. Mm-hmm. Pure gold. Friends, I wish you could see BB's mm-hmm. face. That's the best part for me. <laughs> for sure. His exactly. lack of eye. Uh, <laughs> 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 He's smiling so big that you, oh, that you sweating he looks so like much his son right now. <laughs> Hudson does that a lot. I'm like, hey man, where are your eyes at? I do the same thing. And his eyes just disappear, but they're wide open to him. Mm. Well, it's what it looks like to be joyful. Yeah. So. I like people that smile with their whole face. Absolutely. Are you a both row smiler or just a top row? Oh, top row. If I go Same. both row, it's looking really uncomfortable for everyone else. But have you noticed that actually BB does this when he laughs uh, loudly? 
Not always when he laughs. laughs. Certain laughs do it. Certain laughs don't. But have you noticed that people that can smile with both rows are so much more like radiant? Have you noticed that? Like now if that you I'm can actually that. smile, not everybody. I mean, I do it just like, I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> but some people can do it. Are you? Did you just describe me as radiant? Oh, that's not the first time. I think that's the first. Feels like it won't be the last. I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> Speaking of radiance. Speaking of radiance. Wow, I didn't even have to make what a transition because that was so clean. Man, the light of Christ. Yes and amen. <laughs> Well, friends, thank you for bearing with us through all the fun intro things. And man, super excited about this. Do you call it a semester or a season of established? A season. A season of established. So we've walked through the Christian story. We've walked through Christian belief. And now we are finally at Christian habits, a.k.a. the disciplines. We love those. So we just had week one of Establish, where we walk through Bible reading. So that's what we're going to unpack today. But before we really jump into that, BB, you want to give us a brief overview of what we're doing in this season? Yeah. So uh, Christian habits or spiritual disciplines, um, when we think through this, we're thinking through the pathways that God has given us uh, to to walk in holiness. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think especially in uh, the culture that we live in in the church, uh, we think of pursuing Jesus as just, hey, there's some things that some Christians are good at, some things other Christians are good at, and whatever it is, you just kind of walk in and you just stumble your way through this. And not realizing that God has given specific uh, avenues, pathways, that all Christians are to pursue as we pursue holiness. And so you do not become a Christian and all of a sudden like walk in obedience. Right. Um, it is a, it's a discipline. And so it takes work. So like reading your Bible is going to be at times difficult or not even something you desire to do or prayer or fasting or uh, evangelism, whatever it may be. But these are things that God has given so that we would be, uh, as Roman eight talks about conform to the identity of Christ. And so, yeah. Uh, and this is, and this is the beauty is like, he, he didn't just give it to this life to us and then be like, Hey, good luck. But that he set up these pathways, these disciplines yeah. or habits, if you will, uh, to walk in. And so yeah. that's, that's what we want to talk about this for, uh, the, the three different, uh, semesters or whatever established. Mm-hmm. This is by far the most practical one. Yeah. Um, how do you take. Well, you know about theology and the story of scripture and how do you like, how does it come more alive to you? But also how do you walk in what it says and the disciplines are how you do it? That's good. I've been thinking about this phrase a lot. You had shared it from a Donald Whitney quote uh, this particular week, this phrase of delight instead of drudgery. And his quote says, I will emphasize that godliness is the goal of the disciplines. And when we remember this, the spiritual disciplines become a delight. Mm instead of a drudgery and so our heart for you listener our heart for ourselves for the church is that we find joy in knowing christ through the hard work of the discipline and it's going to be hard at times all the time it takes work but it's richly rewarding it's good so week one Mm. bible reading we're so 
glad that Jared is a part of this conversation. Jared just delivered a ridiculously tough message a couple of weeks ago at church. And mm. so it makes me extra excited to hear his thoughts on this conversation. So lobbing out the first one, why, why is this even a spiritual discipline? Reading. Because when I think reading, hmm. I'm reflecting back to like my elementary school days. I hated reading growing up. And the only reason I did it was for the free Six Flags ticket because <laughs> my mom made me do it. And my mom was a reading teacher and all the things. And it was just the worst. And so growing up, it was always this excuse when it came to the Bible of like, I'm just not a reader, mm, you know? And for sure. And here's the thing. I'm 26. I'm a whole adult now. And sometimes I'm still kind of feeling a like, oh, I'm adult. just not a reader but we're all supposed to be readers. So why? Why Bible reading? Why is it a discipline? All I can, I can't move <laughs> past this. Do you think Six Flags tickets are still a draw? <laughs> like, would that make you read? Okay, hold on a second. You're a hater on Six Flags. Yeah, kind of. Are you? So this is totally. I mean, I like roller coasters. Unobjective and at this point. But the you, last time I went to you Six Flags, so it was dirty. awful You experience. compare it to Disney and all the I'm deal. I'm not comparing it to anything. It's two different categories. That's the... Never mind. I can't, I'm not going to go there. But the, That's my point, is yeah. that you can't get the comparison out of your head. My why, point, am I, why am I going to spend all this money if it's going to be a bad experience? Because it. what's the experience, right? Like when I'm on Goliath, yeah. I'm having the best time. You, it, you, it literally When's the last time What's the newest ride When's the last time They installed something new The pendulum one Oh the pendulum's Even newer than what I was gonna say I was Yeah gonna, the pendulum's Ridiculous What's it called The daredevil That's like Straight up and back down And around in the yep, deal It's like a two so. car thing Yeah well, that installed pretty new 15 years ago No In the last well, five years they, For sure No there's no way yeah. The pendulum's Sorry. within The last couple of years Cause I wrote it Recently And it was Epic. Whatever. Squealed six the flags, whole time. Had six Flags, if you want to sponsor our podcast, maybe I'll, I'll get on board. But <laughs> You go to Disney for the experience of the whole deal and for your kids and all the things. Yeah, yeah. The, the rides, there's some fun rides. Yeah, there's great rides. But like legitimately. The, Have you been to Disney? Yeah, I've been, okay, I've been to sure. I've been to every park that they have at the thing. It's like Universal. It's like... It's all it's a part of Disney. It's not. <laughs> no. What are you, it's Animal close Kingdom. By. Yeah, Animal Kingdom's part of it. Yeah. There's yeah. some kind of what's the other one that the Mad Cot, Magic Kingdom. Magic Kingdom. Hollywood. No. Hollywood is part of it. Well, so MGM. That's what it yeah, it was. MGM. Yeah. Okay. Hollywood Studios. I haven't been to that one, I guess. That's where the Tower of where's Terror the, is. Oh, is that where's the one where you go under the ground and then they shoot you up? Really high up of the ground. Is that the Hollywood Studios one? I'm, I'm not sure that's a Disney. <laughs> yeah, it is. I went there in Orlando when I was in college. Universal is in Orlando, but it's not a part of Disney. So is Island of Adventures. Okay. So I've been to Universal, but I've also been to Disney two different times. So that's two different things. <laughs> two different things. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. So when I went to Disney, I didn't ride. I was like, there's no rides here. There's rides. Barely. I mean, you go to Six Flags and it's all rides. You go to Disney and it's like, hey, take a picture with the princess. Take your autograph book too because it's yeah, really yeah. good. They just opened that too. Great. How long have we been rambling about I this? I feel like it's controversial to talk about Disney too right now, but you know. Well, you're so on it though. I'm not though. I'm not even like a Disney guy. 
I did. Kelsey's boss is, but I'm not. I went because it was free. <laughs> Anyways, oh. why is this a spiritual discipline? <laughs> yeah, please get us back. I mean, BB does have the power to edit this, though, in fairness, if he'll take the time. He, he does, but I'm here to say that he's yet to not. exercise such power. <laughs> I will not. <laughs> if, it, if it doesn't need to be edited in the first two minutes, I'm not touching it. All right. <laughs> so this is here. Uh, she already answered the question, I feel like. I do, too. Don't you think? Why is this spiritual? It has to. Well, you answered it a little bit, too. It has to be a discipline because, in I mean, in our flesh, it's like the natural thing. I'm not a reader. I'd rather watch TV or I'd rather listen to somebody... The, it's also interesting the difference when you actually read the paper, like the paper Bible, <laughs> hmm. not the paper newspaper, but like the when you, this morning I had an experience legitimately in Isaiah 62. And typically I read on my iPad in the mornings, um, which is most, that's my best time to get in the word. I, I'm Some days I'm in it more than others, but that morning time, Typically, I'm in my iPad, and today I, I didn't. And I had my iPad, but I didn't get in it. I got in my my Bible, the actual paper. And the I didn't realize how much distractions come when you're on an electronic device. Mm, yeah. I, I mean, we say that. We talk about that. We teach that. Hey, you know. But it's significant, you know. Mm. And I didn't have anything else but, but this and a pen. And I was highlighting stuff, and I was underlining stuff. And you start to see the depth that you can sow into the that that the word brings out things when it's just you and the holy spirit um mm. you know but it is a discipline and you have to even that for me was a reminder that i if i control the environment better it's going to affect the way that and the depth that i get from it yeah um and i have to be disciplined to eliminate distractions and i have to be disciplined to know myself and the way that i learn and the way that i understand and the way that i hear um, and, but, but that comes with intentionality and with discipline right. for sure. Yeah. I think too, like we have to understand the Bible was given to us so that we can know God. And so the relationship yeah. that God's called us into every relationship you have is a discipline at some point for it to be healthy. For sure. For sure. Uh, any healthy relationship is a disciplined relationship. Uh, you don't stumble into good relationships. There's intentionality in it. Uh, and so, uh, Bible reading as hard as it is uh, for some of us to read, when I don't think we're actually taught how to read. Um, yeah. And so most of us don't understand because we were told to read things at school that we cared nothing about. Right. And so, like for me, I didn't, I had never read, like a re- really sat down and read a book cover to cover until after high school. Yeah. Um, because I, like, I just did enough in school to get through. And yeah. so, like, get to college. I didn't know how to study. Didn't know how to do any yeah. of these things. So when I became a believer, it was like, how do you, like, I don't, I don't even know how to read the Bible. Like, and so, um, but as I've, as I've read over the years, you become, you become better at it, but it's, right. it is a work. Cause there's a lot of days I don't want to, right. Mm-hmm. There's days I don't want to get in the word cause I got all these other things or overslept or whatever it is. And so yeah. it is a discipline because it's, it's the pathway to know Jesus. And, um, relational. Yep. Yep. It's good. I was just emphasizing. I didn't have another thought. I'm sorry. I didn't know if you wanted to go. You're looking at me like you wanted me to expound. And I I was just emphasizing. I'm always down. (laughs) Down to expound. That's good. Wow. Mm. Baby Lee. Put it on a shirt. (laughs) (laughs) 
Thanks for saying that, Jared. Um, <laughs> You're so welcome. It means everything. Honored to, to be me. here. Grateful to color it up every once in a while, you know. Oh Laughter is medicine. This might be the most out there podcast. Y'all asked me to come. <laughs> I know. You know? I'm, no, no, it's so not your fault. <laughs> I got us on six flags. Guys, laughter is medicine. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So, in a more relevant, bring it back around kind of way. Um, so, when we're talking about, like, it just takes a while to get into a rhythm of reading. And, you know, I'm in the boat, too, of... I don't know what the heck I'm doing when I read a lot of the times because I also was not disciplined in my study habits throughout school and growing up. Um, But how do we make the switch from the Bible just being another book that we read, right? Because we have to approach it differently. There's an intentionality to it. But how do we switch from it just being what we read to something that we're intentionally seeking God's voice and direction in? Like, how do I make reading intentional instead of just like any other novel it's good i think it goes back to what you're saying bb earlier about it being relational if if it's relational if the point is relationship everything changes if the point is more knowledge or you know even this is an interesting point Mm -hmm. you said you brought up like i don't know what the heck i'm doing half the time yeah for my personality, um, that's almost debilitating. Like if I don't have a goal like or a, or a direction or if anything feels aimless yeah. or if I have to wait and be patient for something that I don't know how to control or manage, yeah, it's almost debilitating yep. to the point of I just want to stop. But the majority of my time in the Word that's beneficial – or let's say this, the most beneficial Bible study time that I have is when I don't need to understand the direction and I am willing to just be in relationship. Yeah. And that's significant because I, I mean, I mean we, we can all attest to this to a degree. When you're teaching out of the Bible consistently, there's a lot of time that you're spending in it on purpose yes. with a clear direction. Yes. And then to differentiate that with relational time to just be and to wait on the voice of God. Very hard. Uh, And for people like me, especially I've, I've learned through that God's tested me and grown me in that effort. The deepest times with him are when I'm content to just be with him. Um, Not in a hammock looking up at the sky. Although I think he, he obviously is meeting me there too, but he meets me in profound ways through the word that he's already given and spoken with the Holy spirit, illuminating truth and that to me is even in the aimlessness air quotes mm-hmm. for our listeners that can't view us even in the aimlessness of that he has the aim he has the direction he d- he doesn't need us to always have the road map he actually never really does mm-hmm. so if we can be content with just being with him um that's significant mm. i'm very far away from your original thought no that's good i believe no you're not <laughs> but that that's what triggered me when you said aim because I think about it that way too. Yeah, I think I mean that's the beauty in it. I think everything changed for me with my Bible reading when I one I started realizing what the Bible is. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times I went to it like I wanted answers for <clears throat> things I was dealing with immediately and um or I just was reading a story like or whatever and it's like man there's so much that 
happens in the moment of a, I'm, I'm coming to, I'm coming to the word to meet God. Mm-hmm. And sometimes that has nothing like it is not immediately applied to my life. Like in that day. Um, <laughs> but it is 10 years later. It's <clears throat> 10 days later, something like that. Like, yeah. um, Cause like I, it took a while for me to understand what scripture is. To me, it was just outdated information. It was an old book. It was a book of rules, mm-hmm. or it was the path, like or it was the um, the rule book of life, or whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. And it's like, no, no, it's that's how I know the character of God. And uh, there's stuff I've read that like that I feel like wasn't useful in the moment, right. which is ironic to say the word of God wasn't useful. But like <laughs> ten years later. It's like God brings it to memory like, hey, you remember when you read this in the text? And it's like, oh, yeah. And so uh, I don't even remember what the original question was. But the but this is the, I think the beauty in the text is like, for me, when I read a lot to teach, and there's something that's so much different about how Scripture sits with me when I'm preparing to tell someone else what to do with it. Yes. Mm-hmm than just sitting in it for the sheer fact of yep. I'm just in it. Yeah. And um, teaching is draining. Like I love teaching, but yeah. it drains me. Yeah. And sitting in it and resting in it and letting it press on me actually gives a lot of life. And so there is something about having my, like a physical copy of the Bible and just being with it in a pen and just going, hey God, whatever you do today, like speak loud. And, um, cause I am, I'm, if I, my phone's near me, like, I feel like I need to look at it. Yeah. It's weird too. Like how our phones and these distractions we have, have reprogrammed our minds. A hundred percent. Um, the attention, <clears throat> our attention is so limited now. It's not yeah. even funny. I mean, when you really test that out, but that to me, there's such a greater dimension to be found in relationship. And, and, and let me be real clear about this. We are not insecure about our relationship in Christ. Mm. We're not insecure. We're not, we're, we're not wondering one day if we're with, it may feel like you're more distant one day than another, mm. but there's, we don't have, we don't have a security problem. He, he said, Jesus himself said that nothing can take them out of my hand. When you're in, mm. when you're in his hand, you're in his mm. hand. We, we got that. But there's a greater t- dimension to be found when you are content to just be with him on his terms rather than God, here's what I need prescribe to me what to do. You know, mm. it like a prescription, right. uh, the, the pharmacy, like he's a pharmacist, mm. like with the, I mean, that's how I do. I come to him and I'm like, I need this. I'm hurting here. I have this ailment. Show me in your work. Okay. I'm going to be real spiritual today. Some days it's like, I'm not that mm-hmm. spiritual. I just need you to help me fix me. Yeah. Other days, it's like, I'm going to be more spiritual, and I'm going to go to your word. And now you show me in here what the prescription is that I'm supposed to. And and he he has something so much greater and more transformative in mind than that for mm-hmm. us. And we, when we come to him not determining the need, but determining that the need is him. That's it. Rather than, I've got this ailment or this pain. no. The greater need is always going to be him. Yeah. So when we come to come to him with that aim and we trust that he is all we need, if if it really is the bread of life mm. and if we eat of it, we will not grow hungry. If all we need is the is the word of God, the bread of life, Jesus is the bread of life, his very word. He is the word who became flesh and dwelt among like all of this ties in for a reason to point us back to what we need for nourishment. Mm. And 
you know, if, if we come determining the need and the need is other than that, then we're going to miss it yeah. every time. But if we come content with being filled by him and satisfied by him, yeah. we're going to leave every time full. Um, even if it's beyond what we can understand. Yeah. yeah. So let, let's make it a little bit more practical because y'all teach, I teach in a different capacity, but still. Um, yep. So I'm very much with the the difficulty of separating those times. There is a time to study for teaching. There is also a time to study the word for relationship and having to figure out what does that look like and not blend them together. But for the listener that doesn't teach, but maybe they're involved in a lot of things at church. Maybe they're involved in a women's Bible study and they're walking through something with that. Maybe they're also walking through a book with the ministry for the women's ministry or the men's ministry. Maybe they're also part of a small group and they're walking through something else. Then it's like, I've got maybe two, three, four different things I'm studying. What does that look like in a practical way? Is there a time to separate just being in the word and just having space to listen from even those kind of intentional studies because i think the thing i'm trying to get around to asking is do you think that super structured (laughs) super structured in that kind of way in our time in the word do you think that we the word that you're using jared do you think it gets debilitating for us or do you think that can intentionally be our time to also sit and listen from the Lord. Mm. We're going to differentiate here. You think? I think we are. One of my favorite things about Jared is he always thinks we're going to disagree on stuff that usually we don't. (laughs) Um, I think um, that scenario you just painted, um, I think one of the worst things we can do uh, one of the things that I heard one time that like almost felt like it was crippling to me in my, in my pursuit of Jesus was like your personal time with Jesus cannot be your study and like you're studying to teach. And I was like, man, I, yeah, like I want to have time in the word that is, uh, that is just for me and the Lord. But I also, when I'm prepared to teach, I want the word to press on me first. Right. Um, before I like, I don't I do not think I can teach the word of God effectively if I haven't read it for me personally, if I'm reading it just for like, how do I communicate this for other people? I'm missing the point. So I do think there's a way to study in a way that is personal. If you're doing the hard work of making sure that it comes at you first. Um, That's great. But I also want to have other things that I'm reading that are outside of what I'm teaching mm-hmm. that are just like, so for me, like it looks different. Like I want to be in the song, like the Psalms to me help just yep. with my emotions. Um, like, yep. and how, how I deal with, um, that's so good. So like I'm reading the Psalms, not necessarily to teach anything. I rarely teach out of the Psalms. Right. Mm-hmm. But they're doing something for my soul. Mm-hmm. And then I'm reading other, like if I'm reading Paul's letters or something like that, it's usually like teaching mindset. Um, yeah. Because Paul's teaching something. So I, that, that's how I would, I'm going to spend some time in my, like my first, I'm going to spend the first bit of my time in the Bible. It has nothing to do with anything I'm teaching. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and then as I'm studying 
studying and reading are two different things. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but my study, I do want it first to go, what God, what are you saying to me as a teacher? Um, so I don't know if we, I don't, maybe we no, do no, disagree. No, yeah, yeah. You were, so it's, it's not as difficult for me to admit as you might think, but we were, we did not differentiate at all. You answered that <laughs> in a way that I didn't expect you to answer it. My, my thoughts are very close to that in the sense, by the way, differentiate and disagree are two different things, but that's another point. My, my <laughs> thoughts on this are, are very similar in that if, captain. if the Bible is the word of God, Hebrews four, um, Hebrews 4 something, maybe 12, mm-hmm. 13, 12. Something Living and active, yeah. sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing through the divisions of the heart and the joints and the marrow, and we'll have to look that up and get that right. However, if that's true, if it's living and active and it's powerful in these ways, then it's powerful in those ways all the time. Yeah. So when you're studying it to teach it, it's still piercing. Right. It's still dividing and separating what needs to be separated. It's still cutting, going, and coming. It's, what did it, you, 412, you're right. So smart. And, uh, (laughs) and uh, this is an important thing that I I had the same sentiment. People are like, you have to study for yourself apart from teaching. And I get it, I'm there. However, you're studying the Bible and it's living and active. And the yeah. Holy Spirit was given, by the way, and, and Jesus says in John 14 that, G, that the Holy Spirit was given in order to uh, bring to our remembrance everything that Jesus taught, to illuminate the truth of God's Word. Like, th- this, we have the Word of God that's living and active, and we have the living Spirit of God inside of us to help us understand it. So it, this, is, this is powerful whether you're teaching it or whether you're just studying it for yourself. I don't think we should compartmentalize. I think the goal is to be in the Word. That's right. So don't say, well, don't get in the Word in that way. Don't get in the Word in this way. Get in the Word in all, and, and let it do what it's going to yeah. do. Um, I think we should be encouraged to get in the Word more rather than do it in certain ways in certain times. So that we yeah. didn't, yeah, we were on the same page. And I it's going to look different. Yep. for a for lot sure. of people like in your method one you have to learn how you how you learn yeah. and how you study well and because the reality is there's not like this is the plan and if you if you want to be a good reader you have to do exactly like this because some people can sit down and they can read for a long time yeah and then other like people like me need moments where i'm like all right i need to come up for air for a second yeah and uh because I zone out really easy or I start thinking about other things that are going on. And so, but the reality is no matter whether you're just studying for yourself or studying to teach, the word of God always has to press on you first. So good. Um, and if you are teaching or leading in any capacity and where it gets bad, like where Bible reading will go south for you is if it's only read in like, oh, this person needs to hear this. A hundred percent. And the same is true as like, even if you're hearing the word of God proclaimed, like if you're sitting in a sermon going, oh, I wish Sally or, or Bob were here to hear this. Well, that's a challenge from Brandy. <laughs> <laughs> but that's like, that's where I think it becomes dangerous. If we're reading like, oh, they need to know uh, this. A hundred. I it's totally like, agree. I feel like the Holy Spirit in those moments is like, hey, I think you need to hear this. Mm-hmm. This is why you're reading it. And there is a way where God like brings to remember stuff so we can challenge or encourage sure. others. But like, man, we have That's to good. first learn to read the scripture for ourselves 
so that we can encourage others or challenge, rebuke, or whatever it might That's be. That's good. Yeah, so so let's talk about reading it for ourselves. Obviously, there's a big role that our heart posture plays into how we receive the word when we read it. Mm-hmm. And you guys are alluding to that already, but I'd like to go a little bit deeper. Why is it so important to make sure that my heart is ready when I open the word of God? And how do we do that in a practical way? I think we're so, I think we're so slow to receive. Um, We want, we want things quick, fast, quickly. We want things immediately, Mm. but we don't understand how to receive things that take time. And so the, um, the fight for understanding is getting harder and harder and harder. The more our attention span is going south and the more we're, we have this proclivity to immediate. And so like that, that thought for me is the half the battle is preparing my heart to, you know, to be soft soil. And, um, so much of the Christian walk is, that recentering and and realignment here like yeah. you're I'm Jared you're so used to walking through life with yourself at the helm you're so used to making all the decisions in your day you're so used to leading teams and leading people and teaching you're so used to being at the head of the class and if you're not careful you're going to end up treating your bible study time the same way yeah. what that what that yields is rocky soil mm. that does not receive that instead dictates to god what he needs to say, and that doesn't ever go anywhere. That's so good. it's this humbling realignment and this crucifying of the pride to me that practically needs to happen, whether it's for 30 minutes before you start reading, I don't know, but it even here's my experience. Even if I don't pray enough, air quotes for those of you that can't see, which is all of you, even when I don't pray enough before I start reading, God's going to quickly humble me yeah. when I'm in his word. Like yeah. at some point I'm going to be hit in the face if I'm studying it, difference in reading and studying it. There's a story of an old pastor. I was looking this up while y'all were talking. This is a quick story, I promise. But there, he was telling a story about how a, a member came up to him at his church and said, uh, I've read the Bible through several times now. It's been like eight years in a row. I've read the Bible all the way through, and I'm not getting anything out of it. Can you explain to me the problem? And the the old pastor said, let it go through you once, and you'll have a different story to tell. Mm. I've gone through the Bible. Yeah, but have you let it go through you? That's what you spoke to earlier. Like, have you let it go through you? Have you you sat under it, Howard Hendricks? Um, (laughs) Via BB. I never heard that quote till till Brandy Bridge, which is awesome. Uh, So this thought of like, you know, do you need to pray 30 minutes before you start reading? No, that we're not prescribing rules here. But that posture of humility, whether it comes before, during, after, I don't know, but I, I do know that it's essential, you know, to realign who we are in relation to God is a constant mm-hmm. struggle, I think, in our flesh. For sure. um, but that's so much of when you said prepare your heart, that's so much of it for me, mm-hmm. like get, getting myself in the, in the humble posture, emptying myself of, of pride and, 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 and any need to control or any need to, or, or even, um, sometimes like checking my emotion too. Mm. It's, um, not that we 
don't, we should empty ourselves of emotion because we can't do that. We're emotional beings, but checking that and coming to him object, like it's, it's your, it's your playing field. God, it's not mine. You know, that's, that's the thought there. I think practically speaking. That's good. And I think we realize what scripture is, that it is the word of God. It is his word, active, alive, Mm -hmm. Hebrews 4. It's breathed out by him. Um, It is how we know him. When we come to it in that way, that is a humbling thing. Like I'm not coming to it in an instant gratification. Like you're not going to fix, you're not going to fix me right now. Right. And um, I think this is where like we, in our culture, like everything's so much easier now, like uh, in the sense of like we can get stuff quicker, food, we can, but when you think about the stuff, anything that is worth doing that's good for you is usually a difficult task. Right. And so, um, I, mm. and we, we're not willing to do the labor of, uh, the work. And so, but I think it comes down to if I, if I prepare my mind to think I'm going to meet with God, yeah, like I'm going to read what he has given to his people to know him, mm. all things pertaining to life and godliness. Like, um, <laughs> that, like that, that's a, that's a different mindset totally. that changes the game. And, totally. um, I think of John Piper talks about like the word of God, not being like a painting on the wall that we just stare at, but a window that we look through. Right. And so when I'm reading scripture, I'm seeing like, this is how God, like, this is the biblical worldview. Like how I understand the world around me is based on what he's written. Mm-hmm. Instead of, it's not just some boring thing I look at and I can figure it all out, but it's something I look through. That's see so everything good. and so yeah um and i think if we came to it knowing that i could pursue jesus for 70 years and read the bible daily and still be amazed yeah. at, at who he for is sure. yeah. so it's not a boring thing yeah and it's not something that you're just like i don't know i think we can read books going oh let me just get to the end of this chapter and it's like no no, no like the beauty of sitting in the word and you can sit in a verse yeah. Like, I mean, the amount of times I can think of like being in the word and being like, I'm going to read this much and I can't get past like a word yeah, because the Holy Spirit moves in that way. And so it's good, but it's a posture of your heart. You have to come to it going. That's great. And I think it's as simple as like, God, I, I can't do this apart from you. Yeah. <clears throat> like I need you. Well, and it's also being willing to surrender the way I think it's supposed to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah, Cause sure. I, I've got that little particular piece in me that, I've got to get it done in a certain amount of time and it's got to look like this and I got to go in this much depth and then I got to have this much time to pray. It's like, no, Kelsey, like you got to get over yourself a little bit and come in a place that you're willing to surrender what you thought it was supposed to look like and believe that the word is all sufficient. And so whatever it needs to be, it will be because he is and knows my greatest need. Sure. Yep. But that is so hard to rework when I've already got a preconceived idea of exactly how it has to go. And then I'm spiraling out of control because I got a little distracted today and it's like, I didn't get my hour in and now I'm freaking out. It's not going to be a spiritual day as if he's not accessible. And, (laughs) but, but it's just going back to that place. And I know one of my favorite scriptures that I was encouraged with and by my disciples, she had encouraged us to memorize uh, Psalm 119, 18, uh, open my eyes that I may behold the wondrous things in your law. And just 
mm-hmm. meditating on that prior to opening the word of God of That's acknowledging great. in that Lord, I am dependent upon you. There is nothing I can read or receive from you apart from you opening my eyes. So it's putting me in my place. It is also asking for help. And then it's reminding me of how wonderful it is that yeah. I get to have access to mm. the father through it. But in a really small, really practical, really attainable way, like that's been a super helpful thing for me of, hey, take a deep breath, take 10 seconds, say it out loud, sit with it, and then open the word. And even that small moment, it changes the posture when I read. I love I love this because in in every other area of life, you know, you think about like an athlete, right? Before they lift weights, they stretch. Before they play a game, they, they have these long periods of preparation to get their body ready for the task. Right. Think about like, let's go to an eating level. You know, if you're going to actually consume a lot, how about how about the hot dog eating contest that apparently mm. isn't a thing anymore? They used to eat like 52 hot dogs in one city. It's not a thing anymore? I don't ever see it. I used to see Joby, Joey Kobayashi or whatever his name was eat so like 53 thing. hot dogs. Well, they, they have this huge routine that they go yeah. through in order to be ready to eat that. It's like, uh, take, take another example. A singer doesn't get up there and just start belting out notes. There's right. a process of warming up your voice. There's, yep. But here's the thing about that that I love. As y'all are talking, it's making me really excited. Because when you come to the Bible, what B.B. said is he's like, man, a lot of times it's just about thinking and realigning my mindset to say, I'm about to meet with the God of creation, right. the God of the universe. Right. You said you're meditating upon this verse, Psalm 119, 18, that help me to delight in your law, open my eyes, open my heart to be able to. It's like when you, the preparation for communing with God mm. or humbling yourself before the Lord looks a lot more like falling off a cliff than it does climbing up Mount Everest. Like the greatest athlete in the world's preparation, I mean, Steph Curry's warm-up routine before he plays a game is bigger than any workout that I've done in the last five years. Like that would exhaust me. But following Jesus, getting into God's word, meeting with the God of the universe actually isn't a climb. Mm-hmm. It's difficult, but most of the time it's it's difficult in the way that it's difficult to let yourself jump off yeah. a cliff. <laughs> but when you fall into that and you just mm-hmm. let him realign your affections and you let him realign your fixations and you let him realign your your focus entirely and your attention you you then it's like this powerless freedom that brings about such peace and joy and fulfillment um it's Ooh. a lot more like falling than it is climbing mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that it's not hard right um but it's a different kind of hard and he does the work that's through good. it that's good and I think we have to be careful not to fall into the trap of, oh, my time doesn't look like their time looks. Because mm. um, everyone, you know, we live now where everyone feels like they got a post online about what their time yeah. in the word looked right. like. And it probably didn't look anything like yeah. what yeah. Instagram looked like. <laughs> yeah. And it's like some of the guys that I hear about that have these incredible like uh, times in the word, it looks more like a battle. Yeah. And uh, then it does this instagram worthy uh post and it's like uh there's some days where it is it seems very fruitful it's almost like the holy spirit just sat in the room with me and then there's other days where it's just like it it like nothing crazy took place but the end of the day we're doing the long work right of uh jesus i want to love you 
and pursue you for the rest of my life. Yeah. And so 50 years from now, I want to put in the work today mm-hmm. that's going to benefit them. That's good. And uh, it's just like the athlete. The athlete puts in the work now, not for that day to be the most beneficial, but for the next, yeah. the year or whatever. And so I think like when we have, but, but it has to come back down to God's called us into a relationship and it's not a one way street. Yeah. yeah. And so yeah. like, I'm going to do the work to meet with them and then it doesn't have to look perfect for that one hour. And I also, I don't want to leave that one hour as if that was sufficient. Like I want it to be throughout the whole day or even if it's two minutes, like starting off or 10 minutes or whatever it is, maybe longer than two minutes. You probably can't read very much in two minutes, but like, <laughs> um, you don't have to have the, the crazy long Bible reading time in the morning. If you are where you are and give yourself grace for where you're at and how you read. Yep. Um, I've the, some of the guys that I've uh, discipled over the years and they're like, man, I just, I don't know what you know. And I'm like, yeah, well I didn't know what I know. And I I also think that you're fooled by how much you think I know. (laughs) Um, and so, yeah, the hope is as I pursue Jesus, like, my time with him is going to grow sweeter and yeah. more meaningful and deeper as it goes on. So the reality is if I go to the gym every day for 10 years, day one will look a lot different than year 10 would look. Right. Right. I don't know. I've never been that committed. <laughs> Are we looking at Kelsey? <laughs> no, that's a wrong one. Is that right, Kels? It's not. That, does it get oh. better? It's get easier? I'm so retired. What's it like it to, teach, to treat your body like it's actually a temple? <laughs> Depends on the season. <laughs> Man. We're in season three of yeah, established. Something. Sorry, I wasn't trying to go to the next. I promise. Hmm. Well... <laughs> I did want to make sure that we hit on one more thing in particular before we kind of wrap, but I think the same excuse that we hear when it comes to Bible reading, we also hear when it comes to memorizing the word of God mm. is that, well, I'm not good at reading or I don't like reading. Well, on the flip side, it's like, I'm a terrible memorizer. I mm. can't remember anything. Maybe maybe that's valid to an extent, but we remember a whole lot of stuff. Oh yeah. And we if we really think about the things that we have taken to heart, we're remembering stories of things that happened yeah. decades ago. We remember lines from I mean, you're a jukebox, let's be honest. Like <laughs> not, Yeah, I mean like early two thousands rap, like don't lie to nobody. Absolutely. <laughs> I am. Shouldn't admit that so proudly, but I am. Um I, I mean, but we just remember so much and we retain so much more than we are willing to admit or give credit for it, whatever phrasing you want to use on that. But why is it worth doing the hard work to meditate on scripture, but also memorize it because both of those pieces are equally important. So it's not just memorizing for the sake of it to get my little tag in Awana or whatever they give away. I don't even know about their prizes, but Jules, (laughs) that feels so much more spiritual than a dog tag. That's what I had in my head. Not a dog tag. That actually makes more sense. A dog tag. But why, why, more than just memorizing it, why does it need to be meditated on, but also hidden in our heart? Yeah, I, I think uh, hidden in your heart because there's going to be times when you don't have your Bible on you. And 
and the Holy Spirit brings to remembrance what we need. And um, I, I think of so many times when, uh, like last week, I was in a uh, counseling meeting, and counseling is a loose term, but like, um, and I'm like, I felt like the Holy Spirit was just bringing scripture like that I hadn't even been in a long time. Yeah, it's beautiful. And, um, and those are the things that like you walk away and you're like, one, you're praise God that he's faithful to actually hold to the promises that he's given that he will do this. Yeah. But I think of like times when, uh, we're all one phone call away from life, either yeah. crumbling or the best news ever. Right. Hmm. And so I want to have those things in my heart that God goes, Hey, I, remember that's this promise in scripture that you read? Like, it's true. Yeah. I like, got the, what lately has been going through my heart and Titus, he talks about this guy cannot lie. Mm. Like God is, does not lie. And so if that's true, then all these promises that he's given us in scripture, he has not lied about. It's not in his ability to lie. And so yeah. I want to, those are the things that I like as life gets tough or yeah, uh, things go the way I didn't want them to go. God's promise that he, uh, Psalm 18 talks about that his way is perfect Mm -hmm. perfect and there's a lot of times life doesn't feel perfect right and so um yeah i think we learn to meditate one everyone is good at remembering things yeah it's just they choose what they want to be good at yeah i think of like so many times guys are like i can't remember i can't memorize stuff it's like yeah except for you know all the statistics when it comes to your favorite college football team or whatever it is and it's like you're actually incredible at remembering things. You've just chosen because you're passionate about it to remember this. And it's like, if you actually got passionate about who Jesus was mm-hmm. and his word, then you would actually hold it in your heart. That's and, um, which takes the work of doing it and letting it come to you and sit on you and press on you and challenge you. And, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, you, one, it's, it is the, it's his word. It's the most precious thing we could ever hold on to. And so, why would we not want to hide it in our heart? Yeah. Uh, but you're going to need it for strength. You're going to need it for courage. You're going to need it for <clears throat> the boldness or whatever. And so I think that's why you do it. And um, and then give yourself grace for where you're at. Yep. You don't have to go memorize. We had a small group back in college, and we tried to memorize the Book of Romans. And I only think one of us did multiple chapters. I don't even think I got it. Like, I don't – full transparency. I didn't get half of the first chapter wasn't disciplined enough about it to do it. And, um, but anyways, it, it takes work and like start yeah. figure out a routine that you learn, like, you know how to memorize, whether it's a note card you carried around or yeah. repeating it, but you can memorize a verse at a time. Yeah. Like it's, it's not a unattainable. Right. Totally agree. Well said. Thanks. Hmm. Well, the end of it all, this is so much more practical than I think we make it. Mm-hmm. Like it's an obvious thing when we're sitting in the teaching that it's very practical. We're talking about reading the Bible, but I think we so overcomplicate it because we think it's got to be this super spiritual thing mm-hmm. and it's got to be this really in-depth time and I've got to come out with so many profound revelations that when we fall short of the expectation... We, we can't handle it. And so then it's like, I'm just going to shelve my Bible altogether. When in reality, this is a practical daily discipline that just starts with opening it. Yeah. Right. It's yeah. so much more simple than we've made it. 
but I would love to hear from both of you. What is one piece of encouragement, if you could offer anything to the listener that's deeply struggling with looking forward to opening the word of God? Hmm. Um, sounds cliche, but it, it's worth it. Just, uh, and just start. Um, and maybe it is like, go read one of the gospels, like, and just stick with it. I think we, I think we have plagued ourselves with thinking we need these devotional books. That's one verse and someone else's thoughts about it, which I'm not hating on that. Like that, there's right. a place for that. Right. Um, and I think sometimes we're like, oh, we'll just, cause we don't understand how the Bible's put together. So we'll just like, or we'll start in Genesis and Genesis is like a fun read. Yeah. It's wild. Yep. But if you just keep reading through it, you're going to get real confused. Yep. Um, so I would say like <clears throat> pick a gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, or John, and just stick with it. Just, and, and you read what you, like if it's five minutes in the morning, yeah, that's five minutes you spent with God. And, um, and then have someone that my encouragement would be like, do it and have someone that comes alongside with you too. Um, one that can encourage you to keep going, but, um, it's holding you accountable to do it. And, um, yeah, like don't make this more difficult than it. Don't look to an old saint that like has been reading the Bible for 30 years and be like, Hey, I want to immediately be there. Mm -hmm. Any other discipline that's not true that like you're not obtaining that in the, the first day. So, um, yeah, just just start. That's so good. Day. That's so good. I'm going to build off of that with my encouragement because the reason that we have such a great hope mm. to enter into the holy place is because of the blood of Jesus. So the reason we can start wherever we are is yeah. because there's not a prerequisite qualifier for each individual to then step into. The prere- prerequisite is... Christ and yeah, his right. sacrifice, yeah. Christ and him crucified, his finished work mm. is the prereq, prerequisite. The other day, my daughter was like, mom, why do you have to abbreviate everything? <laughs> I'm like, you know the word abbreviate? Yeah. Prereq is what I said. That's She's okay. an abbreviation. She prerequisite. The only prerequisite is blood. And no, here's what we have to, I, I think my greatest encouragement is one, you're beloved. Mm. You are loved. Your identity now is not found in your works, your pedigree, your resume, yeah. your past, yeah. your cultivated That's right. uh, righteous living, your religion. Mm. You are beloved. Mm. That's good. Read John. Read first John. Read second John. Read third. Read John. John talked about it. John knew he was loved. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I used to make fun of it when it was like I'm the, or he didn't say I'm, he's like the The disciple Jesus Jesus loved, you know, (laughs) I used to think he was being cocky. I don't know why I thought that maybe somebody said that to me, but I think it's just because he was totally enamored with the fact that he was loved, yeah, beloved. And in, in his letter, in his letters, it's like love, love, beloved, beloved. God is love. Let us love one another. It's not because you love God, but he loved you first. Uh, Mm -hmm. first John three, two beloved. We are God's children now. And what we will be has not yet appeared. 
but we know that when he appears, we shall be like him because we shall see him as he is. Yes. Mm. Beloved, we are God's children now. Like mm. this, this is not a juxtaposition. It is, it is a contrast of what we will be and what we are now, but it's not a juxtaposed, like you're not able to be a child yet. Mm. You're not able to be loved yet. Mm. Like our identity is safe and secure and sealed. and it's beloved so start there like i he he is pleased Mm. to have provided his voice his word and his holy spirit that jesus sent after he left the father's sending after me a helper Mm. you you have been given the keys to this inheritance and it's unsearchable uh, and it starts with the fact that you're beloved. Like if yeah. I think if we could understand our identity and the weight that that yeah. carries, we we would not even be interested in moving to practicality because we would just be totally immersed with the fact that we, there's nothing we need to do and there's nothing else that we need beyond the fact that he loves us yeah. this much. Yeah. Um, and he's here to fill us up and give us everything we need. So we don't have to search for the external satisfaction and gratification and and we don't have the same appetites as the world we have a deeper intrinsic spiritual well to fill that can only be filled Mm -hmm. by the well that's not running dry that's flowing from Mm -hmm. um, the hill of god so yeah that's my encouragement that's where i'm at i love it i love that i love that you don't love you do not read so that he'll love you you read because he loves you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's a that's a different standpoint of like, I'm not reading this so that God will be pleased with me. Yeah. I'm reading it so I can meet the God that has was pleased to yeah. die on my behalf. Yeah. That's and, just um, it. Yep. Beautiful. Yeah, it's a game changer. It's all about changing your perspective. Like just get in it. Start. Go. Yep. Be and then keep going. And keep going. And keep going and keep going. And when and you're confused, going. ask questions and lean into the tensions. It's good. Uh, and be amazed. Yeah. He's better. He's just so much better than we know that he could be. And he always exceeds. <laughs> he always exceeds the expectation. It's good. But we don't know until we get in the word. So we got to pick it up and we got to start. But man, listener. It's attainable for you today. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to wait for some awesome, perfect moment. You missed your shot today, so you got to start again tomorrow morning. If you're anything like me and you're super routine, it's like I missed the window, so I missed the shot, but you didn't because we've been given access. Yep. So if you miss it this morning, open it. Open it now. Open it this evening. Open it. When you get a chance, maybe it's listening to it while you're driving home from work. And we talked about it on Wednesday, but there's studying, there's reading, and then there's listening. Like there are different ways that we can be in the word. It doesn't always have to be just one thing, one right way. There are so many ways just be in it and then find some rest there. Mm. He gives rest. So... Man, I love this. I'm so thankful. Jared, that you joined us today mm. with me and young Brandy Bridge. Yep. What an honor to have Jared Cagle. Grateful. 
I don't have a fun name for him, and I can feel that that bothers you, BB. No. Okay. I'm holding wanted. back calling him what I want to, but I won't do it. <laughs> oh, really? I'm so eager to know. Yeah, well, I, I was just going to call you by your first name, but I won't. Oh, it don't matter. I'm not insecure. I don't like it, but I'm not insecure yeah, about yeah. it. That's fine. But I like to leave the listeners a little closer. <laughs> just well, know that Jared is not his first name. Hmm. And now you're left wondering. Dun, dun, dun. Hmm. We're overestimating <laughs> <laughs> the interest level. Of <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've set it up to where you want to know. But I don't know. I mean, no one on the show knows my real name, so it's okay. <laughs> because I haven't ever, I think one time on this podcast, been called by my real name. I already said Brandon Lee Bridge Farmer. How oh, much more real sorry. could it be? I, I gave you the whole name. That's, That's good. That's the man of that. principle. You want yeah. me to keep going? No. The man. Nope. I've got enough names. Of principle. He leads his family well. He's a husband first, a father second, a pastor third. Wow. Well, I guess a Christian first, a husband second, father third, pastor fourth. Yeah. And a podcast host fifth <laughs> or 12 <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic well friends thanks for joining us again and until next time get low move slow and fix your eyes on jesus we love you guys <laughs> <laughs>